Allez, donne-la Il rentre à la surface de réparation Ravia Pastore, il va frapper Hello, it's time for another romp through the very best bits of the European Championships that you won't find discussed on Match of the Day. This is On the Left Side, the alternative football show. Undoubtedly, the highlight of the tournament so far for me has been the discovery of the Scottish referee Willie Collum, a man with a name that wouldn't have been out of place in carry-on football and one of the great comedy football names alongside the likes of Stefan Kuntz, Portuguese goalkeeper Quim and Darren Anderton. So, what's on this week's show? We're going to talk national anthems, get thankful that football stickers aren't scratch and sniff, work out exactly why mum has gone to Iceland, but first, I'm not sure I want to be English anymore. Well, I didn't expect we'd be talking just as much about the action off the pitch as the action on the pitch this week, did you? Hands up if you were looking forward to the World Cup in Russia in two years' time. Crikey. PR-wise, the European Championships has been a disaster that not even Max Clifford could fix from an England fan's point of view, with no doubt the minority of fans seemingly happy to get in a fight with anything that looks a bit foreign, sounds a bit foreign, or resembles garden furniture in any way. But let's not focus on that side of the England fans and more on the witty repartee that they bring to the table with classic chants like this one being hurled at an assembled crowd of Swedish fans. Ah, a cool, clever wit akin to Oscar Wilde himself. Although, they do have a point. Sadly, crowd trouble has been a bit of a theme so far this tournament, with even ex-England striker and rent-a-brummy football opinion Stan Collymore finding himself caught up in some highly organised and aggressive handbags between Welsh, English and Russian fans at one point. But instead of running away, Stan the Man waded in as if he was auditioning for a job in a series of Collymore on gangs. Right, so it's a big load of bang on. I'm sure there's an REM song that goes like that. Tear gas, tear gas, pepper spray, journalist, journalist. It's the end of the world as we know it. Seriously, give the man a Pulitzer Prize on the front line, risking life and limb, but still finding time to periscope the whole thing. Which isn't that surprising, I suppose. I have heard he likes to watch. All I can say is, thank feck for the Irish. While some fans have been throwing bottles and causing havoc, the Irish fans have been busy making friends with the locals, clearing up the bottles left by other fans like a Guinness-filled green-clothed version of the Wombles, and doing stuff like this. This is the difference between Irish fans and English fans. We change a wheel of a car. That's the difference. That's them changing a tyre for an elderly French couple who had broken down near a group of fans. You know what? Even their chants seem more, well... Savory. You just can't have a fight when you're singing Westlife at the same time. Fact. And my newfound desire to be Irish doesn't stop there either. The joy has even spread to the post-match press conferences, and where English manager Roy Hodgson is offering tactical insights like this. 
whichever team is going to win the game will have to do it on the field of play during the 92, 93, 95 minutes and they'll have to do it by scoring more goals than the opposition. Republic of Ireland assistant manager Roy Keane has turned his press conferences into a little bit of stand-up with some classic one-liners. What, are you trying to suggest we're the favourites for the game? I think you've been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Not yet, yeah. Well, it takes one to know one. But that is why I want Ireland to go all the way in France. Come on, the Greens! It's been a tournament full of shockers so far. Belgium being a bit rubbish. Northern Ireland scoring their first goal in a tournament for 30 years. And Daniel Sturridge playing over five minutes of football for England without going off injured. I know! But the biggest shock of the Euros so far was probably the tiny nation of Iceland, who proved there is more to them than Kerry Katona, Prawn Rings and Wolves Vianetta by holding Portugal to an impressive 1-1 draw. It was an amazing feat when you consider that the Icelandic population is 900 times smaller than Cristiano Ronaldo's Facebook following. In fact, the country has taken a staggering 8% of its population to the Euros, which is a bit like England bringing the entire population of Leicester with them, just to support Jamie Vardy. And then Roy Hodgson would still leave him on the bench. You only have to listen to this little bit of commentary from the Icelandic version of John Motson to realise just how important this tournament is to them. Making similarly loud noises after the match, but with a very different meaning, was Cristiano Ronaldo, who handled the defeat with all the humility and dignity that you'd imagine, accusing the opposition of having a small mentality, to which the Iceland defender Kari Arsen replied, Ronaldo, he just fannies around and dives a lot. Ooh, handbags. I mean, a nailed-on opinion, but still. Ooh, handbags. The most amazing thing about that game is that Iceland secured a brand new world record by fielding 11 players with Sun at the end of their name. It's pretty impressive. So, come on Iceland, come on my son. Sun, 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 Sun. Sun, 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 sun. The outrage to the spates of crowd violence just pales in significance when compared to the outrage of the tournament, and that concerns the personal grooming habits of Germany manager Joachim Lowe. The Demandschaft boss decided that mid-match was the perfect time to go mining around in his trouser region and bringing the contents up for a good old exploration in Nosetown, despite the several hundred high-definition cameras that would no doubt be trained on him at the time. What's he doing? I mean, I think twice about picking my nose when I'm sitting in a traffic jam. That brief moment of scratch and sniff action caused a fair old stir. Enough of a stir, in fact, that it was even raised in the team's press conference, with striker Lukas Podolski fielding the issue with a nice little line of his own. I think 80% of you and I crown themselves also in the eyes, and there is everything good. What do you mean you don't speak German? Racist. What he said was, I think that 80% of you and I scratch your balls from time to time. So everything's fine. 
Who said the Germans don't have a sense of humour, eh? Well, apparently they don't, because Lowe was then forced to publicly apologise for his little bit of trouser trouble. He said, Yeah, it happened and tut me light, I am sorry. I, I saw the pictures and obviously sometimes he do things subconsciously. It was adrenaline and concentration. Adrenaline and concentration. Well, at least we now know the name of the official German aftershave that's going to be released after the European Championships. Adrenaline and concentration. A new fragrance for him and her. <laughs> if football is a battle, then a team needs a good old battle cry. And what has become blatantly clear in this tournament is England is lacking in that department. I think Jeremy Corbyn was right not to sing God Save the Queen in much the same way you'd never catch me singing a Justin Bieber song. Because it's shit. It doesn't reference a military triumph or a major moment in a country's history like other anthems. It just seems particularly limp. Turns out, if you want a good national anthem, you need to have a little bit of fascism in your history. Germany, Russia, Spain, Italy, They've all suffered dictatorships, and they all have a kick-ass national anthem. Coincidence? I think not. I know David Cameron can be a little bit right-wing at times, but I'm not expecting him to invade Poland anytime soon. Nothing says we're going to kick your ass into the middle of next week like a good old national anthem. And when you're talking decent anthems, you can't look much further than the French for that. Le Marseille is a great anthem. Even if you don't look at the words as pomp, as ceremony, it has more brass than Amsterdam. It's just great. And as you'd expect from a song written in the middle of a revolution, the words are a bit, uh, fighty too. Let's look at some of the lyrics. The bloody flag is raised. Do you hear in the countryside the roar of these savage soldiers? They come right into our arms to cut the throats of your sons. May a tainted blood irrigate our furrows. Jesus, and we get God save some old woman. It's really no wonder that they're gonna dick all over us at the Euros, is it? Right, that's another episode of On The Left Side giving its marching orders and sent for an early bath. Hit subscribe on your podcast providing robot thing and you'll get next week's episode as soon as it's cooked. And we really appreciate that. Right, I'm off to play scratch and sniff with my German friend, because that's full time. Au revoir, mon petit four. On the left side is a Paint Your Headphones production and is presented by Jim Salverson. Personal grooming habits of Germany manager Joschmin Lowe. Jürgen Lowe. Joschmin Lowe. Germany manager Jürgen Lowe. Jochmin Lowe. Germany manager Jochmin Lowe.